This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Sunday night game, the Dolphins and the New England and Patriots, an AFC East matchup in this one. The Dolphins are favored at minus two and a half. Guess what? Dolphins do very well against the Patriots, and Dolphins were very impressive to me last week. The over-unders at 47, that seems about right. That I'm probably not going to touch. Uh, to attack Lavoa does come in as a quarterback 10 for me this week. Yes, the Patriots have a tendency to hold him in check. It is a tougher matchup. They did a very good job last week against the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Flat out, too, it was too good last week to have on your bench this week. And that's why he has to crack my, my top 10. Uh, do, you, do you see it the same way, Chase? Yeah, no, I love him. I have him at nine, actually. And I, I know that I know that Bill Belichick's defenses typically tend to try and take away what you do best. And obviously what that team does best is the passing game. But uh, no, uh, Tua looked, yeah. he, he, he looked electric last week. He's got the, he's got the top one-two punch in the game in, in his receiver core. He's got a ton of speed in the backfield next to him. Uh, I, I love, I love Tua. I love Tua this year as long as he stays healthy. Which again, I've said it before. I said it last week. I'll say it again. We can say that about any dude on on your chart. I don't care who it is. If the guy stays healthy, so if Tua can stay healthy, he's just, there's too much talent on that team and the way they want to use him, the way that he can throw the ball around. I I love him for for points. Give me some Tua. Hey, uh, Adam, help me out with this question from Richard Hernandez here. Uh, should he drop George Pickens for Jerry Judy? I wish I had these options on my waiver wire, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's so tough. That's so tough. I mean, Judy just keeps dealing with the injuries. Really, I, I, he's kind of devolved less into being a good route runner and more into just being a flashy one. You see kind of like the, the highlights here and there of him running a route, but it's not like substantially or like an efficient route. Uh, and then Pickens, I'm not a super big fan of either. Both of these are like crazy bad offenses, in my opinion. Um, I, I think you might have a touch more upside with the ability of the Steelers to get on track. But I don't know. They're both just such bad offenses and both receivers who I think are talented but have done nothing but disappoint me when it comes to fantasy football. I, I would just keep Pickens personally. It's, it's it's really it's really really close. But Russell Wilson stinks, and with Deontay Johnson out, if George Pickens is ever gonna do it, it has to be while Deontay's out. So I would just kind of ride and see how that plays out. Uh, QF stops. Do either of you either of you foresee Justin Ross becoming a starter in Kansas City? Do I foresee it? Not really. He doesn't have the draft capital of a Sky Moore, Rashi Rice. He doesn't have the money that a Marquez Valdez Scantling has. Is it impossible? No, because Chiefs' situation is wide open. Does any, can anybody foresee Justin Ross being a starter here? I mean, foresee is in it's a possibility. To your point, like, yeah, it's a possibility. I would put it on a less than fifty percent chance. We already um, talked about the randomness of that room, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you're a starter, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're somebody. He could be a starter a for roster. two weeks and then never touch <laughs> the ball again. <laughs> I'm I'm taking him as a speculative ad in Dynasty where I can get him cheap or where right. anybody, or where anybody has already dropped him. I have no problem with that. I like that because yeah. the man does have talent. He sh- he showed well in preseason. He does have NFL talent. 
it's just, it's, it's not a situation where it looks like he's going to be an alpha in a wide receiver room that needs an alpha. Yeah. I tend to agree on, on today. I'm not sure that he's the highest on that depth chart. Justin in that room. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Justin right. Watson even ahead of him right now, as we saw on Thursday night, uh, we're playing Ramondre Stevenson. Keep in mind, Raheem Mostert has a knee issue. Did not practice today. We'll get you updated on that. in tomorrow night's show that'll dictate where he goes. Tyree kill Jalen Waddle are all awesome. And uh, Dan, Dan real quick. Where was 18 last week? He was hurt. He didn't, he didn't play. Oh no, he, he wasn't hurt. He was he was, he was healthy enough. He was a, he was a coach's inactive. Yeah. Very well done there, Chase. That was actually that was really impressive. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, one hundred percent, Chris. I'm with you on that one. But we'll have to see if if it's not Raheem Mostert to your point, Chris. I do think it's Savan Ahmed. I don't I don't think it's Devon Aichi. So we'll we'll go with that. Hey guys, give me uh give me one. Patriot receiver. Let's say Devontae Parker plays. Give me one Patriot receiver this week that you might touch with a 10 foot pole, maybe. Troy Brown. <laughs> I like look, if you if you're gonna go for a possibility of who does the best, the matchup wise, I like Davis because he plays a lot of the slot. I think you're gonna attack Maddox, you against the Eagles. Um, so I mean that to me, that's the guy I'm looking at. I'm sorry, I messed up the game. They played the Eagles I- last week. Yeah, they played against the Eagles last week. You mean uh, Kendrick Bourne? You mean is who attacked that slot position? It was Davis. Uh, it was yeah. Mario, De- Mario Davis, but no, Mario Davis. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, basically, I'm not really excited about any Patriots wide receiver. Period. We've seen Kendrick Bourne blow up in the past, and it means absolutely nothing moving forward. I am excited about Hunter Henry, and this I'm going to ask uh, Adam this question. I got him at eight. ECR has him at eleven. We heard all off season about the fact that he was Mac Jones' favorite target in the red zone. He doubled the Mike Gusecki snaps, so it shows how far ahead he is. And not just the snaps, because we know he's the better blocker, but also the routes run, too. So he was out there being more active as a pass catcher as well. Uh, is Hunter Henry a top 10 tight end the rest of the year? I'm not the biggest Hunter Henry guy in the world, but he's a top 10 tight end, and it's because a, a lot of these guys, it gets said as an idea, oh, he's the big body, they're going to use him in the red zone. Hunter Henry, that's actually his reality. <laughs> Everyone says it about the tight end. Oh, they'll use him in the red zone. They'll use him in the red zone. It never happens. They finish the year with like five touchdowns. It happens with Hunter Henry. So at yeah, the end of the no. day, I don't. I think he looks like he's running through sand most of the time, but he's good. Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien's back calling plays. <laughs> Bill O'Brien's back calling plays. Tight ends are relevant again in New England. Everything's relevant again, New England Chase. You saw how much different that offense was. It was, was different to Bill O'Brien from Matt Listen, Patricia. Not everything is God, relevant, but God the tight ends are relevant again. Way more. Mac Jones was QB too. That's pretty relevant in my book when it comes to that kind of thing. Let's go to our next match.